Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. Boy, a couple of interesting games last night. We'll start with the Rangers. And here's why you have to feel good about the Blue Shirts. The, finally, there was a team that was dominant in this series because the first three games could have went either way. And the Rangers really, I thought, made a major statement. They were the better team up and down the ice. And it's really now become a thing with Carolina not being able to win on the road. I, I know in the beginning it was like, oh, well, just one of those things. Give Boston a lot of credit. They're a good home team. Rangers were a good home team all year as well. But you know now they're sitting there at 0-5 away from Raleigh. Now they're a perfect 6-0 and in Raleigh. And they have the home ice advantage in this series, so it's still on pace for them to be able to win it in seven. But all you need is one little kink in the armor now, and if they were to stumble in game five, I mean, everything would fall right into the Rangers' lap with that home game in game six. But Shesterkin was great. Uh, the Rangers score on the power play for the second consecutive game. Again, Carolina does not score with the man advantage. Now it's become a thing. What, one power play goal since game two of the Boston series. So now it's become a thing. Now the road has become a thing. And it's, listen, it can go right back to normal tomorrow, right? Because then Stahl can be up against Mika Zibanejad, and then everything can go the way that it did in the first two. But all I'll say is, Rangers could have very easily won the first two games of that series. They had a one nothing lead late in Game 1. They hung in Game 2 before the shorthanded goal by Smith. Give Carolina credit. They took advantage of those opportunities. But the Rangers were right there. And certainly Carolina was right there in Game 3. But now the Rangers really laid the hammer down. And I know Gerard Gallant's the first to say the momentum really doesn't mean anything. And the venue obviously changes to a place where Carolina feels very comfortable. But I'm sure in the back of their minds, it's like, hey, we just had a tough game. Rangers really took advantage. Zabanajad was great. Vetrano, a couple of points. Cop had three points. I mean, really, everything that Chris Drury did at the deadline really showed up in that game. Even Braun, again, playing well on that third pairing. So all of the acquisitions at the trading deadline have really come up spades here for the Rangers. And uh, they're getting the job done now. And and I'll tell you, we, we talk so much about... What's going to happen The carryover from the lingering Domi thing? Well, hey, it ended up biting Carolina, right? Because what happens? Domi gets hit by Truba. Lawrence jumps in to protect, and he gets the instigator, and it leads to a goal, and that was all she wrote for Carolina. So you start getting into these ticky-tack things and kind of forget the task at hand. It can cost you a game and can cost you a series. So Reeves is out there to police the situation. If tomorrow it's a 5-2 game late, you know, maybe there might be something. Reeves might have to go police something out on the ice, get into it. I, I get it. 
But at the end of the day, Lawrence took the instigator. It led to a goal. It led to the Carolina loss. And now the series is even at two. So can we stop all this carryover? Yeah, there was physicality. I thought it was a much more physical game than we saw early in the series. But you save that garbage for the regular season, right? The next time they play next year, if you want to get back at Domi or you want to get back at Trubo, whatever. But you start playing these games in the postseason. It costs you games and it costs you series. And for Carolina, who I think is good enough to win the Stanley Cup, hey, it might be the difference of winning the Stanley Cup and getting bounced in six in the second round. Now, doesn't work to the advantage of either of these two teams to go deep because Tampa's sitting there getting healthier, getting stronger, waiting for the conference final because they swept everything out from Florida back um, on Tuesday. But you can't worry about that. Only one of these two teams is going to be able to make it. Worry about Tampa when you get there. But right now, the Rangers have to feel real good about their situation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking about feeling good, how about Edmonton? Big 5-3 to three win over the Calgary Flames. But, you know, a couple of things at play here. All right, Nugent Hopkins takes advantage of the Markstrom turnover, a goal 21 seconds in. Edmonton with a 3 nothing lead. But here's the problem with Edmonton, okay, is they give up the three-goal lead, including giving up the three-goal lead in the worst possible fashion on the Anderson goal from the other side of the ice, shorthanded on a goal that Smith misplays, ties the game at three with nine minutes left to go in the game. So all the momentum belongs to Calgary, right? But Smith is strong in net. And then who gets the game-winning goal? Ryan Nugent Hopkins with three and a half minutes to go. And then they get the empty netter from Kane, who's right now got to be somebody that's going to be in consideration for a Conn Smythe trophy for playoff MVP. If Edmonton continues to advance, he's been just tremendous for this team. He's got 12 goals, two hat tricks in the playoffs already. He has become quite the story for the Edmonton Oilers. But Smith, again, made the saves when he had to. Yeah, he gave up the bad goal. But here's, here's where I'm asking the Calgary Flames, who I think are a really good team. You come back, you tie the game at three, you get a fluke goal to tie the game at three, and then Edmonton ends up being the better team the rest of the way and maybe proving that they are the better team overall. Can the Flames come back from 3-1 down? Sure, because I still think Mike Smith is an X-factor here. He's 40 years old. He's never played consistently good like this in a long, long time since he was a coyote back in 2012. So... I still give the Flames a shot, but this Edmonton team is showing a lot of grit. They're showing that they can get points besides Dreisaitl and McDavid, a.k.a. what Kane's been able to do, what Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been able to do, in uh, especially in the game last night. Um, this Edmonton team has been special. And again, I if I have a rooting interest, it's probably the Flames because I'm a big Johnny Gaudreau fan. Uh, but I'd love to see Edmonton advance as well. Here's what this league needs, and it puts a lot of pressure on Edmonton, and I wonder if anybody else thought about this. If you don't have a dog in the fight, like if you're just a Ranger fan, Lightning fan, whatever, fan of a specific team, or maybe your fans, you know, you're a fan of a team that's been out, didn't even make the playoffs. 
it would be tremendous for this sport to be able to get their stars playing for a championship. And Calgary's got stars for sure, but there's been so much talk about McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? Phenomenal season. McDavid has been the talk of the NHL for half a decade now. If you can have a conference final in the West, Colorado-Edmonton, with Landeskog and McKinnon and Rantanen and McCarr, going up against Dreisaitl and McDavid and the story with Evander Kane, although some of it's been negative, a lot of it's been negative, but still kind of an interesting story. Boy, the storylines there are tremendous. And to be able to get the Lightning trying to win three in a row with Kucherov and Stamkos and maybe point if he can come back healthy and Vasilevsky. And then we'll see with the Rangers. And obviously you can say, well, maybe the Rangers would be a little bit of a better draw. Regional six teams, Abanajad, Kreider, um, Shesterkin, Panarin, I mean, the firepower for that four. But even when you look at Carolina, maybe not the the recognizable names, you know, Ajo, Taravainen, uh, very good players. Natchez is a good player. But maybe not the star power that the other teams have. But how great would it be? Because that's what the NBA, that's the advantage the NBA's had over the NHL is that their stars make runs, right? You know, their best players are playing for a championship. And that has not been the case a lot in the National Hockey League, but you could have a Final Four where there is stars on every team, and especially if Edmonton's able to advance to finally get McDavid and Dreisaitl a chance to be able to take center stage, even in a conference final. Now, it's going to be tough to beat Colorado. If it is indeed Colorado, let's not completely say St. Louis can't come back from 3-1 down, but it's going to be tough. And they'll have that game tonight, and St. Louis will have a chance at 8 o'clock tonight, the lone game on TNT. Kadri's been great for Colorado. We'll see if St. Louis is going to be able to find a way to bounce back. Perron's been good for them. Their leading score, nine goals, 13 points, to see if they force a game six or whether they go quietly into that good night. And that'll set up what should be a fun Thursday with those game sixes in Calgary, uh, game fives, excuse me, in Carolina and Calgary. So we're kind of set up there. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Didn't get a chance to do a lot of, or any of your tweets, actually, going back to um, to Monday. So let's let's um, let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct here on this podcast. And let's go to David Hine, who says, should we read anything into Carolina's struggles in road games during the playoffs? They are 0-5 away from the jerk store and look like a completely different squad when they're not surrounded by the Kaniacs. I think that's part of it. And Ranta certainly has been a different goaltender. And that's what's interesting about Carolina, too, because let's not ignore the fact that Frederick Anderson did skate yesterday. And when you look at the last series with Pittsburgh, with Jari, he skated. A couple of days later, he played. So could Anderson be someone that can relieve Ranta at some point. Now, Ranta's been spectacular at home, so do they come back with Ranta if Anderson's healthy because the game is in Raleigh and let him ride it out, or because he gave up some tough goals and didn't have a great game and his struggle on the road, knowing you're going to have to play another road game in this series in Game 6, could Frederick Anderson possibly be in goal for Carolina tomorrow? Again, I don't know 
but there is that possibility that maybe Ronta can be replaced at some particular point. But Ronta has been a different goaltender in the two venues. But the biggest difference, obviously, is the last line change. It's no surprise that they've been able on the road, or at least Carolina on the road, has not been able to put stall with Zibanejad, and Zibanejad's been a beast in the last two games. That's not a coincidence. That's by design. So that will obviously be something that favors Carolina tomorrow. Get that stall line against Zibanejad, slow them down, and then the Rangers will have to find offense elsewhere, which they did last night with the cop with with cop having three points so that could spell doom for carolina as well but that's probably the biggest difference david between home and road is getting that last change and carolina's old school they've got a line that could shut down the top line and that clearly has been the case in this series chris says although their series are tied at two are the rangers the only team left that have a goalie near the caliber of vasilevsky that's interesting now who says obviously the goalie for st louis Colorado does not. Um, Markstrom has had a great season, but certainly not a great series here. And he's not in the category of Asilevsky. And neither is Shesterkin yet. I mean, Shesterkin is still very young, but as far as who's the second best goaltender in the playoffs... I don't think you're really going crazy saying that it's either Vasilevsky or Ranta. Both have had their struggles on the road. We saw Shesterkin get pulled twice in the Pittsburgh series, but that's why Tampa's so interesting because... They've got it where it matters in the coach, in the goaltending, and some of the star players. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Robbie says, hey, Don, what's been the most entertaining series so far in your eyes in the playoffs? Well, if you love goal scoring, certainly even though it's a 3-1 series, Calgary and um, Edmonton to me has been the most entertaining series uh, of the second round. Now, the first round had a ton of interesting series. The Kings-Oilers series was great um, because you saw a lot of goals, a lot of back and forth. So right now, I'd have to say Edmonton-Calgary, there's a history there. There's a rivalry there. Um, the only thing negative is right now that it's not as competitive a series with Edmonton winning the last three games in a row. And the only game Calgary won, they blew a four-goal lead. Um, Stacy says, "We do we think the Rangers can beat Carolina in their barn? Well, they're going to have to. It's either going to be game five or it's going to be game seven. Now, I had said uh, on the Michael K. show yesterday, I said if the Rangers win game five, we're going seven. And if the Rangers lost game five, it was going to be over um, in, in or game four, that it was going to be over in, in five. So uh, we know there's going to be six. Listen, obviously math tells you the easier game to steal would be a game five as opposed to a game seven. Because if you lose game five, then it kind of wipes away the momentum you had from the game four win. It further cements Carolina's dominance at home, and now you got to go win a game seven. But you can look at it the other way, too, and the pressure that would be on Carolina, because if there's a game seven, if the Rangers lose tomorrow, then that means that the Rangers won game six and they're coming off another win. And now game seven kind of is up for grabs. So at least on the surface, it feels like game five is the one to get rather than game seven. But maybe the pressure on Carolina would be tremendous and maybe all bets are off in a game seven. So who knows how you want to look at it. Uh, RJM says Rangers came into this series as heavy underdogs. Now that it's tied 2-2, why can't the Rangers theoretically win the series? Absolutely. I mean, I guess the thing is is that Carolina still has home ice advantage. If here you feel great right now as a Ranger fan because they just came off a 5-1 dominating performance. They're going to feel differently if Carolina goes out and wins one nothing in game 5 because it'll be like, "Well, can we ever win in Carolina?" 
can we ever is that is that last line change just something that you can't overcome it starts to play in your head a little bit that even if you go back and win game six it just fuels the the theory of well the last line change is the difference and they're going to have the last line change in game seven but point is is that right now they've been pretty even and you can make the case the rangers have been the better team they have scored more goals they have been they've been better on the power play i think overall the goaltending has been better for the rangers so you can make the case through four games the rangers have been the better team but it's hard to ignore that carolina was the better team over 100 uh, over 82 and certainly during the course of um their meetings in the regular season brendan says have we ever seen anyone dominate a series like McDavid has? How far do you think Edmonton can go? Well, McDavid's special, and we thought the return of Tanif was going to help, and it didn't. Again, I feel like I'm picking on him, but Mike Smith is the X factor, right? He's 40 years old. He's been up and down here this season with Edmonton. Right now, he's riding a high, but you saw even last night, blowing the three-goal lead, giving up the softy in that third period to tie the game. You know, can you win a cup with that kind of goaltending, especially when you look at what's next with the firepower that Colorado has? Certainly a better offensive team than Calgary, although Calgary had two 100-point scores. I think the more well-rounded offensive team is Colorado. And then if you go to a Stanley Cup against either Tampa, the Rangers, or Carolina, you know, it's it's tough to think that Edmonton can really get beyond where they are right now. I, I think they can definitely win one of the next three and go to the conference final. I think they'd be an underdog against Colorado or even St. Louis if St. Louis were to come back. I think conference finals probably uh, the, the the farthest that they can go. Uh, Haywood says, do you think the rest of the Rangers-Carolina series is going to be called differently with the barking and cheap shots rising? Well, clearly what happened at the end of Game 3 may have affected Lawrence getting that instigator penalty. So the, the officials change from game to game, game to game, but maybe they do lean more on the side of caution so it doesn't get too out of hand. I want to let the players play. You saw early in the series there were only two penalties in game one, so they've kind of called it kind of loose to begin with. Um, there could have been some penalties that weren't there, that could have been called that weren't called in yesterday's game. But I do believe the incident at the end of Game Three led to them calling the instigator on Lorenz. So is that something? Maybe not a sheer number of power play opportunities, but if things do get chippy, will they be calling the third man in? Will they be calling the instigator? Will they be more aggressive to give misconducts out? Those are the things you gotta wonder. But I'll tell you. It definitely certainly hurt. I'm not going to say it cost Carolina the game last night, but it certainly hurt them. So I would probably err on the side of this not really being much of an issue because, hey, we're talking about a chance to win big here and go to the conference final, and we're now playing in game five of an even series. Can you really afford to mess around? I wouldn't. All right, back with you on Friday. We we may know by the time we get to Friday uh, our matchup out west. Um, we won't know because we're definitely going to have a game on Saturday in the Carolina Rangers series. Um, so we won't have a final four uh, by Friday, but we should possibly have three of the four. So we'll talk about that. You want to get in touch with me? Best way to always do that is at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. I always can communicate with you between podcasts, but we'll be back with you again on Friday. Have fun. Enjoy the game tonight between the Avalanche and the Blues. Talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca.